Welcome to the Money Over 50 podcast, brought to you by Dallas Davison and Michael Hogue from Money Over 50 Financial Advisors. This information is general in nature and does not take into account your objectives, financial situation, or needs. Therefore, you should consider whether the information is appropriate for you and your personal circumstances. If you require personal advice, please contact Money Over 50 Financial Advisors. Here are your hosts, Dallas Davison and Michael Hogue. Welcome to Money Over 50 with Dallas and Michael. Possessions or experiences? Question mark. Thanks, Michael. This, this uh, sort of flowed a bit off um, yeah, another podcast. We've talked about you know, money as a medium for transferring work and enterprise into possessions and experiences. And so that, that breakdown into position, possessions and experiences. Mm-hmm. I actually really like that terminology as that is all, those are the only two things that you can spend money on. Mm. Those are the only two buckets of money that you can spend it's like, money on. It's like the old, there's two types of people in this world. You know, like that, that, yeah, like that, yeah, that exactly. saying. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah there's yeah. two types of things in this world, mm. possessions or experiences. Like that, yep. that you can exchange the energy source that we know money to be yep. for for. Either possessions, possessions or, experience. or experiences. Yeah, and and I think, you know, there's a so possessions including you know consumable possessions. Like mm. if I buy food, that's a possess- I have to, I have to possess that in order to consume it. So possessions includes all of the things that you then are consuming immediately, or that you are you know consuming over the next thirty years. Mm. So that that's I think an interesting one to just to start grouping that possessions into. If I buy a a bag of spinach. And if I buy a house, those are both possessions. Mm. And and I've talked before about this many times when it comes to houses is that a house is a consumption item. And mm. It's a hill that I'm willing to die on. And I know this now because I own a house. <laughs> it's a constant battle against entropy. So yeah, it is. in the same yep. way that you need to buy that bag of spinach in order to mm. eat that to you know to keep yourself healthy, you need to buy a house. Well, you need a house. You need shelter mm. from the yeah, elements. Shelter. Otherwise, you will die. So that's. The, the point that I make there and the reason that I, I want to clarify that is that this isn't a black and white right or wrong answer. So we've, we've talked before many times about how we tend to think that we value experiences as a rule more than, more than possessions mm. and most of our clients and most people that we talk to, what they really want is experiences and, and mm. if they're not careful, they get sidetracked on spending money on possessions instead. But yep. It's important to note that possessions, you can't just spend money on experiences. That's not how it works. You have to, there are some things that you have, some things that you have to buy just in order to yeah. keep body and soul together. But the, the point of. So where, you're asking the question I'm as well. You ask the question, say so that the listeners get a, get a thought in your head which way do you lean, possessions yeah, do or experiences? You, do you prefer, prefer possessions or experiences? And now. So, so yeah, so just a, a quick example on that. Do you prefer um, uh, to buy tech equipment, for example, like the yeah. latest cameras and yeah. phones and all that, yeah. or do you prefer to to travel? Yeah, like that's that's a that's a that's a good example, that's example, a, that's yeah. a good example there. So, so to, which side do you lean yeah. towards? Do you prefer to have a new car every three years, or do you prefer to go out to dinner once a week? You know, we'll, we'll, so there's there's all sorts of examples we could use there of that trade-off of mm. the money that you spend on possessions is money that you don't have for experiences and vice versa. And that's a good, like, there's nothing wrong with either of those decisions. If you say, I really love I love a new car and so I buy a new car, I change my cars over every three years, 
because of that, it probably cost me an extra, you know, 200 bucks a week. That's the money that, you know, we as a couple don't go out to dinner. We mm. stay home and, and cook at home instead and we prefer that. And that's we don't really like the experience of going out yep. for a nice dinner. So that's a perfectly valid choice saying we don't care about cars and we really like going out to, to nice restaurants and, ha- and having a nice meal every week and that's a really you know a ritual it's an important part of our life that is also a perfectly valid choice now why i phrase this as a question though is do you prefer possessions or experiences is that you, you tend to, it's like a political spectrum you, you can't be yeah. ex- you can't be all one thing people mm. tend to lean one way or the other and and there and given that we've just said there is no right or wrong answer here what I do think is interesting is now that you've stated your preference, so sit there for a minute and think about which of those do you think you prefer and uh, you know, if you're a member of a couple, which one do you prefer and which one does your, does your spouse prefer? Um, now that you've stated your preference, the, experience, the, the experiment that I want you to actually do is look back at what you've actually spent money on in the last five years. And this can be a fairly sobering thing and, and this is something that we have spent a lot of time talking about our clients with is that more so when we used to do do detailed mm. budgets with people. People would come in and sit down and say, this is, and you know, you get talking about it, and people would say, this is what's really important to me. You know, for example, spending time, you know, my extended family, it's really important mm. to me to spend time with them, you know, and they live, some of them live in Brisbane, some of them live in Sydney. It's really important for me to spend time with them and family is really the key to me. And then you'd do their budget and you'd go, okay, so there's, there's a line item here for trips to Brisbane to see the family, mm. and it's three thousand dollars for once a year to go mm. and, and book a room for a week and pay for flights. And then there'd be other line items, which is car repayments, you know, mm. seventeen thousand dollars a year, mortgage repayments, forty thousand dollars per year, mm. you know, clothes, um, you know, six thousand dollars a year, shopping, you know, all these different yeah. possessions that chewed up all the budget. And yes. So, that was that's a really tangible way to do it, and I think you can you can you can probably do it without making it as tangible. But it is an interesting experience if you look at your budget, look at not your budget, not your what you think you will spend money on. Yeah. But look at what you actually have spent money on. Evidence based. Evidence based. <laughs> this is what you have spent money on in the last five years. Yeah. Does that line up with what you just decided is more important to your possessions or experiences? Mm. Mm. And and again, the same thing applies here. If if you're telling me that, um, you know, having having a really nicely, you know, having a house with nice furniture and, and you know, and, and again, this, this is what some people, that is genuinely what they get a lot of enjoyment out of is to have the perfect, you know, lounge suite and the, and the perfect fridge and the perfect thing that, that that's what they really enjoy doing. If those people are spending $30,000 a year on an overseas holiday and they can't afford to go and buy the fridge mm. that they want or the whatever, They've got their, They've got that all backwards. This isn't to say that you shouldn't. One way is right. It's just look back at what you actually spend money on. If does that line up with what you have just said in terms of what's important to you? Yeah. Look, it's a very, very interesting thought concept. Yeah. Because I'm just going running the numbers of myself, and I, yeah. I, I say I'm an experienced person. Yep. Yeah. However, yeah. Um, um in the process now of, of doing an expensive renovation to my house, yep. which will include furniture yep. and things like that. <laughs> so, um, when I look at it, I am an experienced person at heart. Yep. My situation at the moment is that I can't travel yes. for three months at a time like I did yep. like 
my wife and I did just after we were married. We traveled yeah. uh, around France in America for three months. Yeah. Um, we can't do that with a six-year-old and a four-year-old now. So it's actually become yeah. more the other way. Yes. And, and, and a lot of you know what we're doing with the, the house, for example, mm. is because we know that we'll be there for the next 20 years at least because yeah. you know, my daughter's only four and we hope to have her there till yeah. she's 24. Uh, <laughs> she, so, she probably so, wants to leave at 16, but yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. Um, so it's a, no, look, it's, an, it's, it's a really interesting thought process yeah. and, and I think you have to do it ev- evidence-based. You have to actually go back and say, okay, what did I actually do? Well, and, I think- um, and there's an element, you can never be, like you said, you can never be one way completely no. because of because yeah. of... I mean, there's there's certain things you wouldn't look at the weekly grocery bill from Woolworths and say, "Well, I, I bought I bought possessions with that because that's yeah. that's a necessity, yeah. I, I guess." I th- yeah, I think like there's a component of this. It's, it's, it's we're talking about discretional spending. Here. We're talking so. about discretional spending. Yeah. We're talking about if you have yeah you know, if you have yeah just just to to push back on that though, I think there is a component. It, it's like the analogy. I, I've got a the philosophical concept of. The you know I, I told the story in another podcast about the coat mm. that you buy the coat and then you buy the mm. what I'd be mindful of is even those expenses that people go well we have to have this what I've seen a lot is people go yeah you know, they they use the Woolworths bill as the example but what they actually then say is well you know the Woolworths bill is three hundred bucks a week and you know the 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 rates bill is six thousand dollars a year because we live in this and and our, yeah. And everything's actually a bit more expensive. So the Woolworths bill yeah. that's four hundred bucks a week probably could actually be three hundred. It's just yeah. that they spend money on things that. It, oh it, look, there's a, yeah, there's an element of all of that. Yeah, yeah, like so. So clothing is another good example. Yeah. So yeah, you need clothes, you need clothes. of course. Yeah. Everyone needs clothes, but yes. like like you can take it to extreme. Yeah, there is a yeah. there's an element of, of basic those needs. Yeah. of basic yeah of basic necessities, and then there's an element yeah. potentially of of. Yes. Of discretional spending. That's right. And that's well. where I think it gets really interesting and messy is, is to realize that. So, you know, I'm sitting here wearing an R.M. Williams polo shirt. This shirt costs 130 bucks. I When I was 17, I used to buy a polo shirt from I don't even know where for 20 bucks. Mm-hmm. So, I could easily sit here and, and convince myself or say, I'm all about experiences. Oh, yeah, this polo shirt. Oh, well, I had to have a shirt. So, that's why mm. I bought the shirt. No, that, that's not that's not necessarily the case. Yeah. There's all sorts of other arguments about mm. the shirts can last longer and all the rest of it. But that's, I think, your point there, and that's a good point, is that what you really want to think about is the discretionary portion of that. So mm. if I'm spending 130 bucks on a shirt instead of 30 there's $100 there that got applied to a possession that could have got applied to either a possession or an experience. Mm. And, and again, that's, that's fine because I've, I've obviously made a decision to, to apply it in that way. But... That's that's where the evidence-based side of it becomes really interesting is because we see, I always joke about that, I got sick of doing budgets with people because I got sick of getting lied to. Mm. What people tell you that is important to them and what people tell you they are going to spend money on mm. are vastly different to what people actually spend money on. Look at it. Look at it is, and I had the same experience when I went to a nutritionist one day, and he was very smart about what about he to, I was just about to tell this story because it's so good. Because he, he didn't say... What are you going to eat? What do you like to eat? He said, "Tell me everything you ate in the last twenty-four hours." And I went, "Oh, geez, oh, oh, I don't usually have this, but I had ice cream for dessert, and and then like we went through from breakfast to dinner." Yep. And um, what we worked out is the reason that I was carrying extra kilos is about 
Forty percent of my diet was discretional spending. Yes, it was. It was. It was <laughs> I, I didn't need that ice cream. No, and no. I didn't need that no. um, chicken roll, and, and I didn't again, need that. that that's completely yeah. fine. If you say, you know what, I, I really get a lot of enjoyment out of that, and I'm willing to carry another couple of kilos, and, yeah. and I'm okay with it. That's fine too. But what you can't do is go to that nutritionist and say, I, you know, I want to be a peak athlete, you know, and I want to, I want to be ripped, and I want to be, you know, yeah. at my peak of my athletic ability. Okay, well, what did you eat in the last 24 hours? Well, uh, the diet that I've eaten in the last 24 hours does not suggest, does not line up with what I'm telling you. what I'm you telling you, yeah. That's and right. So that's that's a, a great, I, I love that story because I think nutritionists have got it worked out. And that's actually what, that was one of my motivations to move away from doing budgets with people mm. and looking at the way that I do this now for people. Yeah. is like, okay, how much money did you earn over the last year? Yep. Essentially. Okay, yeah, I take home $90,000 a year. My wife takes home $110,000 a year. Okay, so there's $200,000 a year that's come in for the, for the year. Mm. Any other lump sums? No, no other lump sums. Okay, great. So there's 200000 came in. At the start of the year, you owed you know, $200,000 on your home loan. At the end of the year, you had paid $70,000 off that home loan. Your home mm. loan is now that. So you, you $200,000 came in, 70000 went to the home loan. 130,000 disappeared somewhere. Mm. When you say that people, they go, oh no, we don't spend $130,000 a year. Mm. But you did. Like, yeah. where, where is that money? Where, yeah, where is the where money? Where is that? And, and again, it's really interesting because it becomes a thing of stated preferences, revealed preferences. People will tell you, no, we don't want to spend $130,000 a year. So when mm. we're looking at retirement, no, we'll spend $60,000 a year in retirement. Yeah. That's a stated preference. I much prefer, and I think it's it saves everyone time to just look back and go, mm. what did you do over the last year? What actually happened here? Mm. What have you done? What did you spend money on? Don't tell me what you what you think you should spend money yeah, on in the future. Yeah. Show me what you did spend what you money did spend on. money on. And and th- now th- once you do that, you then have a choice to make. Is you might decide right. Well, we are currently we did spend one hundred thirty thousand dollars a year. We don't want to do that. We we do think that we could cut out a lot of spending and still live a really good lifestyle. Mm-hmm. what we're going to do is we're going to take $30,000 there. We're going to put that into superannuation. We are going to just force ourselves to live on that $100,000 mm-hmm. and, and all of those possessions and experiences can fight it out. Mm-hmm. And whatever is most important, will the cream will rise to the top and $30,000 will go into super so that then in 10 years' time, we're in a position where we can continue to spend the $100,000 a year. So that's, I guess, part one of that is to, is to looking at those preferences as to how much was spent Part two of that is to then, when you're when you're having to make choices about, okay, well, we 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 have to whether it's cut back or whether it's just while we're thinking about how much money we, even if we decided we're going to keep spending one hundred and thirty thousand, it's a really useful exercise to go through and go, where did that money go? What mm. if I'm if I'm telling you that you know travel is really important to me and I want to see the world and and you know, COVID aside because it's mm. been a bit different, but in a normal year. If you tell me that you spent one hundred thirty thousand and that travel is really important to you, and the only trip you went on for the year was a a, a, a trip to you know, if you're in Townsville, a trip to Maggie Island for for a couple of days with some mates, there's a fundamental mismatch there between what you're telling me is important to you and how you're actually living your life. Mm-hmm. And so you either need to change that story, and you need to either accept that I say travel is important to me, but I'm not spending money on it. I'm, I'm, that's not where I'm directing my resources. Mm. Therefore, it's not. It's actually not that important to me, which can also be a relief for people. Yeah. 
or or to go right that is that is actually what's important to me i do want to see the world i do want to have these experiences i do want to do these things what what am i going to have to give up in order to make that happen mm-hmm. okay well i have previously changed over my cars every three years i can't afford to do that now I, I i don't want that new car as much as i want that overseas holiday and i need to actually make a decision now so that the future years look different to how the past years looked Episode three, drive a $15,000 car to draw an extra $717,000 during retirement. You never miss a chance to plug it. It was one of the, one of the great, or the all-time hits of Money Over 50 <laughs> podcast. It's, it, I think the, the download numbers on it are through the roof. The sound quality is through the floor and the it's, download it's, numbers are it was, through the roof. Episode number three, we, had, we uh, certainly didn't have the sound quality worked out as well as we, we do have now. But, but a really good example there of that thing of, yeah. Because this sort of sounds a bit depressing sometimes. You go, look back at what you did spend money mm. on and that's who you are. But that's the beauty of being a human being is that we have the ability to project into the future and go, well, that's what I have done in the past. That's, mm. what, I, that's what I have done. I have the ability to change that now. I need to mm. be aware of what's happened. I need to really look at what, what did I actually do and what is the evidence-based yeah. proof of that. Yep. But we can make a change. We can then do that. And, and that's a, a good example of one where you can listen to that podcast and go, well, if I say that something else is more important to me, you know, what does that, how can I potentially make some of those things happen? Thank you for listening to the Money Over 50 podcast with Money Over 50 Financial Advisors. For more information and resources, visit the Money Over 50 website, mo50.com.au. We look forward to catching up again soon.